It's he makes true. me angry. I, I just, I, I can't. No, back then, super ego, super dead. And, and I'll be so straight. You, like, like, look, you had hey, to have celebrated when Nash hey, beat him in eight again, seconds. Again, on the cutting room floor. If you look at me right now, look, look, take the hat off. I mean, come on. I, th- I think it's a self-hate, if we're being real about it. Like, if if you guys yeah. all said, who's the wrestler that Dave looks like the most? You'd all oh. say, like, Bob Ackland. That's what no, you I said say. Hercules. Yeah, it's Hercules Hernandez. Well, it's Hercules Hernandez. That's very that. nice of you, but he did not. You have do have right back then ass qualities, actually, Dave. That's right. Well, just because they're just, ginger. It's, it's, and I don't like it. I don't like any of it. I guess. <laughs> it's just, I think it's a self hate at this point. Oh Backlund was a great guy. People love Backlund. People love you, Dave. You had a great complexion, Dave. <sighs> Take the love, Dave. Accept the love. Freckles are bad, you know. Just, the hot ginger, as they say in the business. That's, I. Sure. I'm the sure. hot ginger. What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, Joe and Cuz Rob this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards, sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? We are at Dave's request. We're doing The Legacy <laughs> yeah. of Kevin Nash. That is not true. Dave wanted it. Dave has been clamoring for almost two years. When are we doing Kevin Nash? When are we doing Kevin Nash? Legacy. Is there anything bigger than a legacy? What can we, can we do? Uh... Is there anything bigger than a legacy? Kev- we are doing The Red Sun of Kevin Nash. Is yeah. that bigger than a legacy? I don't know why yeah. I went to astronomy. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually uh, our Lord and Savior, Kevin Nash, episode one. <laughs> Not even going to Dave, respond. that's just what you said. Stop it. This is for audio fans. Give us a listen. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, Dave Radio, is not coming clean. Podcast. Weird. Yeah, you're just watch a liar. Our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. <laughs> on social media. Can you you're just gaslighting give everybody. Us a follow Filthy on Instagram liar. or Twitter at OW 2019. Typical Raider fans just gaslights people. Wrestling podcast. Yeah, Raider fans are, you know, pretty realistic. <laughs> he's, um, he's always listening. He's really trying to plow forward. Sorry, yeah. David. Craig, right. huh? you know you don't want to do this, right? You know what? No, he, I do. <laughs> I do. Because I'm uh, telling you right now, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now. Is as we get into it, you're going to be like, "Yes, I didn't. I called on Craig. I did not call on you." <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And Fair and, enough. and I will def- uh, I will defend Kevin Nash right. and say that he is um he's a catalyst and has been around for the most momentous mo- uh, moments of professional wrestling. Momentous um, moments. Yeah. One of them. Uh, NWO. Uh, click. I heard about that. I heard about that. Uh, he admittedly not the greatest worker and he would say it himself but one of the greatest minds and greatest uh, on the mic and always around at the right time and a very smart savvy and he's still hilarious to this day smart to be around at the right time that many times too yeah and i would also say uh not a good worker um big men don't have to be workers but no, and, and and it's not like he lives his own gimmick and thinks he's Bret Hart, where he made that he was crazy he was, in the ring and fantastic yeah. and believes his own bullshit. He he'll admit to that. I, I the the older I get, the more I love Kevin Nash and the fact that he is around the biggest boom of wrestling. And then in the nineties, he was a huge part of it and stayed around for a long, long time. 
and had the book and has a lot of stories and made a lot of friends and a lot of influence. He 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 holds a very big legacy. Actually, you said it best right there. You're like yeah. the older and the older I get, that's why I don't know what it was. I think doing when Hall passed and we did that legacy, I was I was just thinking yeah. a lot about him and just you know, as we get older and our favorites die, we're like, holy shit, like why is this happening? I mean, obviously he went way too soon. But um, and I was like, oh, Nash was always attached at the hip with him, and yeah. so I started thinking about it, and I was like, God, like he's 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 done everything. Like when you really think about it, he's done everything a pro wrestler wants to do. From a guy who, admittedly, from the start, was like, I just want to make money. I'm not like I wasn't born he's in never, my dad's basement. He's never shied away from what his ambitions were. Yeah, he, he exactly like, what's on his mind. He's never. He's like I wasn't born in my dad's basement like Brad. I wasn't brought up in a wrestling family. I didn't, you know, do uh, you know uh, amateur wrestling and then half. You know, this is the natural progression or whatever. He was like, no, sure. I just. He's like, once he will get into it. Once he got out of his basketball career, he's like, well, how much money can I make doing that wrestling shit? And that was it. Like, he Fair learned enough. that craft. He learned how to be good on the mic, and there you go. Well, let's jump right into it. Kevin Nash was born on July 9th of 1959 to a devout Christian You're family. a liar, David. I, I You're a liar. I, I was literally going to call him a liar for no reason <laughs> okay. right now, too. In southwest Detroit, going to be harsh again. Uh, Nash's father, Robert, <laughs> died of a heart attack. He, he's from April Nebraska, 4th. you son of a bitch. Nash's father is still alive, you stupid. No, sorry. Um, but no, oh. seriously, Nash's father did die of a heart attack on April 4th, 1968, at 36 years old. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which, um, uh, according to one of the documentaries, like that's why he lives his life to the fullest kind of every day. And he did what he did, what drove him. So sometimes Nash, moments Na like that. It, Nash was only too. eight when his dad died. He was yeah. only eight years old. Yeah. So you want to like even before – I know I'm, we're going to zip right ahead here. But like everything that Nash did from Division One athlete to professional basketball player to – uh, working for the military, it seemed like he's got he was a in lot the military. Out of that's crazy. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, with all that hair, yeah, they let him keep it. No, that's not true. That's no, not true. Like every pitcher has the longest hair. I'm like, how'd you get away with that? Yeah, because I said so. Because um, I'm seven feet tall. I don't know. Nash enlisted in his U.S. Army and was assigned to the 202nd Military Police Company in Giessen, West Germany. He served in a secure NATO facility for two years. Now we get into the juicy stuff. Or is it? Pro wrestling beginnings? Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say he, say he started a strip club, Dave. Is that right? No. Um, he oh. did. At, yeah, after the army, he did. He uh, was working for a strip club for a while. He was like the bouncer at the door. Yeah, but he didn't start that. We're going to start uh, those wrestling beginnings. He decided to train as a professional wrestler. Nash made his WCW debut on September 5th, 1990 at Clash of Champions 12. God damn it, that was an easy half one. Bullshit. Of the tag team you tried. You he tried. said his first match was on national TV. That was probably that. Yeah. Now, you imagine doing that when you're your very first match, national TV? Yeah, Clash and, of the and, Champions? Well, imagine even that. And on top of it, your uh, your name is a tag team of the Master Blasters. <laughs> oh, they were so terrible. God damn it. Teamed in there by the two big, huge, strong men. Look at that! Double shoulder block, leg grapevine, steel, and iron. The Master Blasters for the victory. They were so fucking bad. Just when you come up with a name like that, you, you you've got nowhere to go. You're, you're just Nash was super green and looked awful. 
but his partner was even worse. And I think they switched out. I think there was two different partners for him in the Master Blaster. Well, when you're Master Blasters, there's yeah. not a lot of effort put into it. So just switch it out. But both of his partners were terrible. It just sounds like a Nintendo game in the early, late 80s. It, it really does. Master it was. Blasters, That's like what it Contra. Um, Master know, Blasters. Yeah. Ninja Contra. Gaiden, Master Blasters. It all fits. Yeah. Tyson's Punch Out. All good. He would go on to become several other characters that did not get over, such as the Master Blaster. But he was the Master Blaster. Oh, he so was they the did, Master Blaster. After both his partners kind of didn't work out, they're like, we're, we're going to double you down the Master Blaster. You're going to be yeah, the Master, Master Blaster. Blaster. You know what? You know what doesn't work about this? The fact that there's two Blasters. There needs to be yeah. one Blaster. You're the so Master I don't even think it's that. You know, you know what I envision? I envision like Dusty and a bunch of other guys booking out oh, baby. at a poker table, like like with a, with a stogie in their mouth. They're just like, Fuck it, just make it one master blaster. I, I, yeah, I, I got Nash walks by. They're like, the "Fuck out of here!" They're all, "Hey, like, Nash, how you doing?" You know what? One yeah. is the way to go. One master blaster. They just finished listening to "One Is the Loneliest Number." They're yeah. like, "One master blaster." Yeah, I, I will say, like along the line, it doesn't seem like Kevin Nash had a. He never gave a lot of shits about what his gimmick was. He's like, "Okay, this is not going to work," but okay. Like he was, he kind of rolled with everything he, that was thrown at him. Did he ever say no? Stuck. I, don't, I don't think it so. It doesn't right? sound like it. Not, 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 not until later. Honestly, at this point, though, in his career, why would you? You're you just like, I'm just trying to get paid. You're working for WCW at like, the yeah. point, even though at this point in the early 90s, they were a distant second. It doesn't you know matter. Like, but you know still... where I really think they almost had it? I mean, they were super close. Oz. They Baby. Were they were. I mean, they were like, ain't no the multiple math the blast. There ain't no two math the blast. The one math the blast is you. You're the blast. Yeah, no, you don't want to blast. That. We're just, you we're just gonna go all. We're gonna do all. It's is gonna that, be good. On the stupid Jim Hurd. And Oz, by the way, is in our archives. If you want to talk about uh, gimmicks, what was it? Gimmick. It was overhyped and failed gimmicks. Overhyped and failed gimmicks. Oz yep. is in the archives. Um, it's awful, but take a look at it. And also Thanks. Vinny Vegas. He was Vinny Vegas. So, uh, well, you're going to get on to why Vinny Vegas well, was Vinny Vegas for However, three years. Yeah, that, that does catch the eye of a certain uh, Shawn Michaels, you know. But, yeah, but and I just want to say that, like, if that was supposedly a homage to the Steve Martin movie, My Blue Heaven, it was nothing like Steve Martin's character in My Blue Heaven. So people no. keep saying that. And Vinny Vegas was not Steve Martin in My Blue Heaven. I don't think that's like a stretch, yeah. But they just, every they, but, single video out there says like... I don't think Nash like, had any say in it. I think they were just like, what, we don't... He's seven feet. He's 300 pounds. We got to use him. Let's just fucking... Let's do like a gambler Vinny Vegas guy. Like, you're a, you're a Vegas gambler. Yeah. Like, that's There's no My Blue Heaven. Like, yeah. just... Stupid. And he was he had suspenders on, and it was dumb. However, if you have to pick any of those gimmicks, the Master Blaster, Oz, or Vinny Vegas, Vinny I Vegas. think he was probably the most comfortable as Vinny Vegas at that point because he could do stupid shit. And like what yeah. Dave just said, Michaels they watched WCW because like they were they wanted to see who they could like poach, like take over. So like I guess he was watching him. He was doing a promo on like uh, one of the syndicated shows, like WCW Worldwide or something. And this Vinny Vegas guy comes on, and Shawn Michaels started laughing. The rest yep. is literally history. Like, honestly. Literally like, history. He made his yeah. WWE Fuel that makes the truck go. <laughs> Diesel fuel. Diesel. Uh, he made his debut at a house show on June 6, 1993, by assisting Michaels in defeating Marty Jannetty. Man, that was that's a big win over Marty Jannetty. For the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Monday Night Raw. Look who's back. 
and his insurance policy, my bodyguard. What does it feel like to be like me? You will never, ever know. While he was being Diesel and developing his character here, uh, Nash told a funny story about how Bruce Pritchard would always produce him, and Pritchard backed it up on his podcast, and like they would lay out, okay, Michaels, we want you to do this and that, and we want you to you cut some promos right here, and Diesel, you're going to stand right here and just behind him, and Diesel would be like, what do you want me to do? And Bruce Pritchard would be like, I there. want you to like just put a black glove on, and I want you to be the greatest at doing this. <laughs> and that's all I want you to do. And that's all. And he was like, and he understood. He was like, I got it. And he's yeah. like, that's all. I, I don't want you to talk. I don't want you to do anything. Stand behind Michaels and literally put your black glove on and just do this. And just do this. That's all I want you to do. And like, he was like, it was the best advice anyone's ever given me because he's like, I was stoic. And I was like this, who the fuck is that guy? And he's fucking huge. Mm -hmm. And you know, Michaels is no giant. Michaels like six feet tall. So like, you know, Kevin mm -hmm. Nash, seven feet, an entire foot taller than him, 300 pounds, just standing behind him with sunglasses on and a black vest and everything and it just worked like mm -hmm. out of all you know they put sherry with michaels they've tried other yeah. combinations and like with diesel it just clicked hey guys because he worked. liked diesel personally and when diesel made him laugh i think sean's like well cool i can connect that's my heater that's the guy that's going to get heat on me because yeah. i'm a little i'm a little bitch and so i can't stand up to everybody but this guy is going to be like my equalizer and he's going to keep me in matches and i'm a shitty heel for that and so it just works like really it well does work it really does work. Fast forward to Tad, though. Diesel actually wins the Intercontinental Championship from Razor Ramon following interference from Michaels on the April 30th, 1994 episode of Superstars. Of all places, that's where you get your first title. Interesting. I didn't know he had the IC title, by the way. Yeah, and he beat Ramon. I remember when it happened, and like the crowd kind of, like, even though it's a syndicated show and they edited it heavily, like, they popped big. And it was like, you, oh, well, you, I, yeah. as a fan, even I was like, dude, like they're making new stars because in 94, that was the new generation era. Hogan, mm -hmm. at this point, what would you, what did you say? April 30th hadn't quite started for WCW yet, but they were trying. This is when dude, Bischoff was trying to, close. yeah, Bischoff yeah. was trying to usher people over and, and like yeah. a huge buyout was going to happen on Bischoff's part with Hogan and Savage and all those guys. And, but here, like Vince was trying to get away from the old guys. It was all about the new generation. So to see like, have, oh yeah, he was Chavacos bodyguard, and then he you know starts wrestling more singles matches and getting better, and then Could, you put him against Ramon. Michaels, I think, was injured. I think at this yeah. point, but he was always oh, around in. Sean? He was Could always we argue though in. that like was he injured the, though? Back into it, and look, there's no turnbuckle. That was raw steel in the back. Yeah, of Razor Ramon. Michaels removed the turnbuckle pad. Oh no, the jackknife. Razor Ramon's been jackknifed. Yeah, Vince was like, We're, I'm not going to go with big guys anymore. But then Nash walks in the door. He's like, I'm going to go with big guys. You know what I mean? Like Vince can't lay off that. Like he just no, – so Nash no in a weird way was sort of a detriment to the foundation they were kind of laying the after Hogan era. It's a really good point. Like, yeah, and yeah. then Nash comes in, and we're going to read on here, you know, read on what it, yeah, whatever yeah. it was is what it was. But, like, we're well, just going to – Vince had it. He couldn't lay off it. He was like, dude, well, you, I finally found your, my Hogan. To your point, Jess, I mean, the duo of Diesel and Michaels defeated the Headshrinkers 
to win the WWF Tag Team Championship on August. So they were, yeah, they were stacking Nash here. They were just yeah, like, Nash okay, is a double champion. He's IC point. champion and he's tag team champion. Let's there let's stack them. Let's get the fans used to seeing gold on his waist and around his shoulders. And that's all it, it was. I mean, good. Michaels Come just on. happened to be there at the time. Yeah. Uh, Diesel did lose the IC title uh, back to Ramon the following night at SummerSlam in 1994 in August. Which was uh, another good match. You know, I never, I didn't put a lot of notes on that. That was a really good match. And I think that was Nash's first, like, big-time pay-per-view match. We talked about him winning the IC title on the syndicated show. He never really had, like, he was actually dismissed early on in the famous. A a massive transition between syndication and and pay-per-view and cable TV. Like, we're, like, we're on the cusp of what's, everything's changing, and no one knows it yet. We had no idea back here. We had no idea. And Raw was a thing already here in 94. And like, and so for SummerSlam, you have Shawn Michaels and Hall telling Nash, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is how we're going to do it. Sweetness Walter Payton was in uh, Razor's Corner. And Shawn Michaels was in uh, Diesel's Corner. And it was a really good pay-per-view WWF match. If you go back and watch it, again, Nash had to have learned a fuck ton from this match. Because, again, it's live. They it was they were the first company in the United Center like non basketball and uh, they sold it out and it was awesome and like I remember like just this match being super entertaining like uh, this was the night also too that uh, uh, Brett Noen fought in the cage which was amazing uh, the first five star match from Dave Meltzer in like a decade in WWF but I remember the Intercontinental Title match being really good and thinking as a fan holy shit like we got Owen and Brett in the main event we I like have how this- you. Um- just inadvertently give Meltzer credit on something that he almost never does. This is true. It was yeah. it was a shitty Just thing it. on my part. It was a shitty thing on my part. Yeah. Uh, yeah so sorry. uh Go so ahead. yeah, the, so the trio here, you have Hall, Nash, and and Shawn Michaels backstage teaching Nash, this is what you should do. This is how we're gonna build heat. Uh Dave mentioned that, you know, they uh he lost the intercontinental title here. Um, Dave's going to get on to it about how him and Michael's on screen relationship starts to disintegrate so they could separate Nash. I think this was bad in the sense that it's Vince's giantism like taking over going, we could just do it. Let's do it. Instead of really, I think Nash could have simmered in the pot for another year after this. I think, I, I think but I, to your point, I think, I think Vince saw a 300 pound man. Like but wrestling was weak here, right? Business was down. They were trying yeah. to, to do could a new you, generation. Could you imagine Vince seeing that at that moment and being part, you know, seeing the Hogan build that he created and going, this, this could be the guy. Yeah. The alliance between Diesel and Michaels dissolved after Survivor Series in 1994 in November when Michaels accidentally performed a superkick on Diesel. Diesel then chased Michaels, and despite failing to catch him, the reaction from the crowd turned him absolute babyface. However, Nash was no longer a tag team champion as Michaels' actions resulted in the team being forced to vacate the titles. On November 26, 1994, Diesel faced Bob Backlund... Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. There's a stain on the on this time. And it's Bob Backlund. It's like I can't he, I, I don't know how to describe it. 
I feel like the desperation is so clear here to bring. Paul I back no, I no. It's not. It wasn't even that. He was a clear. He was a transitional champion by design. No, don't and, don't don't start that, Jess. Like, no, it's how true. Do you, and, how do you and, pull Bob Backlund out of retirement at this? point? Well, that's like, a totally. That's I see what you're saying on that. It's a totally different topic. But yeah. I find it ironic because Bob Backlund was champion for like five years. Then the I, he gets Hogan, and he's like, I got to develop Hogan. So the Sheik beats him out of nowhere. Sheik was only champion for like a month or two months. Total transition. Hogan yeah. beats him. Bob Backlund now is used as the guy who beats Brett and then is champion for days, like literal yeah, days. Literally days. And then Nash beats him. I just find yep. it kind of poetic that Backlund, who and, was defeated and, by the last transitional champion, and, and an eight annoyed, second squash. And yeah, by the way, the, yeah. the fireworks show for that on a house show is like That's absolutely spectacular, Dave. No, what? it's depressing. Oh, go back and look at the video. Well, just it, I know you it defined it, it defined the era. Play it here. Not? Play it here, and we'll let, we'll let all yeah. nine oh, I'll play viewers it here. aside. And it defined know? the era, did it not? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. The bell rings and Diesel, the seven foot monster, seizes the opportunity. What a book to the midsection, and then from there, Bob Backlund, jackknife to the canvas. Diesel, a cover, and in a record-setting eight seconds, Diesel becomes. The new World Wrestling Federation champion. The celebration was on. But Nash on April 2nd on WrestleMania 11, accompanied by ringside actress Pamela Anderson, who was supposed to valley for Michaels, defeated Michaels. To, so um, Pamela defeated Michaels or did um, Diesel? Just uh, Diesel. Uh, well, Pamela okay, might so have. But... Clear. Uh, defeat Michaels to retain deal. the title after the match. He left the ring with both Pamela Anderson and Michael ah. for her Jenny McCarthy. So and- let's think about it. He wins the world title, the world title at a house show at Madison Square Garden, November the 26th, yeah. 1994. And then he's main eventing WrestleMania on April 2nd of 1995. Just mere a, a few months apart. Hey, That's Jess. Hey, yeah. Jess. We're, we're, uh, we're going to put the title on you. All right. And he drinks yeah, his wine. That's really, that's really. And Diesel now and Shawn Michaels in. Jackman. Can he cover it? One, two, yeah. I don't know if Vince had wine. I I, I heard like uh, Diesel Diesel tells the story here. Drinks his protein. I won't, shake I won't have it exactly right, but he, he was called into Vince's house and he fell asleep on the couch because it I don't know been a long week. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, hey pal, uh, is that oh, is that really what you read? Is that how you found out? No, I, I watched a video years ago. Oh. and and he's like, yeah, we're uh, and Diesel was like, yeah, we're uh, we're, th- we're gonna put the title on you. He's like, okay, <laughs> it was, right, it was that simple. Yeah, it but and think about it too. I'm not trying like, just very low, like yeah. enough energy to get through the day. But How like, do you, you could sleep uh, anywhere. in a weird way though? In the short time that you've been in the company, and you have Hall and Michaels, who are obviously the brains, trying to teach this green giant how to work in there. How does he go back to his best friends and go? <laughs> they're all how did the meeting with Vince go? Are they going to get another icy title run or something? And he's like, I'm gonna. I'm going to beat Backlund at the Garden for the world title. <laughs> How do you tell Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall that? They're like, well, what the fuck do we got to do? Like, they're probably mm-hmm. just like, holy shit. Like, it's kind of 
since we're doing the legacy, let's think about it from Nash's point of view. That's pretty fucking intense. Like, you have to go tell your two yeah. best friends that are clearly better than you. That are, you know, especially Hall. Like, so you're going to go Broadway, or how are you going to go 60 minutes back? Like, no, I'm going to do like eight yeah, seconds. I'm going to beat like, him like, in eight like seconds. Like Sheik did. <sighs> Nash was putting a boring. Oh, I mean, a few. We're like, we're against... not even on page two at this point. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're, 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 we're on page two. It's fine. Against Psycho Sid throughout the summer of 1995, oh. the two headlined the first ever in your house paper. So bad. So on the only May reason why I put this in here is because, like, you f you start, he beats Backlund. Okay, shocking. And now you yeah. have this new world champion. He, sure. I want to say it was, he took on Bret Hart at Survivor, or at, sorry, at Royal Rumble. Of ninety five, it went to like well, a no you don't contest. Have that in your notes, I know, I know, but I'm just I'm painting the picture. Then he goes right into WrestleMania and and def defends against Shawn Michaels in a great match. Uh, then Vince is like, okay, he's ready. It's like, well, I mean, I mean, you put him against every fucking like big name that you had, like, and you kind of had schmosh finishes. Were you, is he really ready? He's ready to take on Psycho's head, and like their matches were so fucking awful. Like they did it's headline the first in your house. They were awful. And Dave is also gonna get to the second awful phase of uh, King Diesel's Mabel! Family. My oh. favorite. He oh. faces King Mabel at SummerSlam ninety-five <laughs> in one of the worst matches I've ever seen. It's fucking yeah. awful. And I'm not saying Mabel was easy to work with either. I'm just gonna read what Jess wrote. The fans poked their own eyes out with spoons <laughs> during the match. <laughs> I he, I'm pretty sure it's factual evidence. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna say we have a thread going, and I jokingly may said, have to go to the microfiche on that, but I want to find out. I jokingly true. said over over text, "We don't have to watch Kevin Nash matches for this, do we?" And then <laughs> Joe responded, "Start with Mabel versus Diesel, and you're good." There it is. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. It's really bad. WWF champion. What's he doing? A close It's you, really Joe. bad, but it also so it sucks is because like so Vince is like okay I'm I gotta go back to my old Hogan formula it's gotta happen and then he tries it and he's like Ugh. a couple of things were realized here Hogan's not as bad as people think in the ring you learn that by watching Nash how did you wait a minute hold on I'm just looking around huh? I don't see any notes anywhere on my Dave Meltzer floor or anything that had anything had to do with fucking Hulk Hogan and Dave Meltzer floor uh, I well I'm inserting him into this I'm looking for it. And, well, because the reason why... Oh, I forgot. My floor is clean. We, we because I, earlier I brought up... Uh, yeah, you have, you're nothing like Meltzer. You're very clean. Um, like uh, Earlier I brought up the fact that like he was trying to pull away from the Hogan era. And then he had two great guys, like you know, mm -hmm. Bret Hart and then Shawn Michaels and Owen to a certain extent, because Owen was in the main event program. And then he's like, he sees Nash. He's like, fuck and it, Mabel. I'm going He had Mabel. He had Mabel. Mabel. Mabel's well, no, great. he was trying to do the Monster Factory, right? Just right. like Hogan did. He had his big, tall world champion. Did Mabel have his fangs here? His so game? what do they do? Mabel's a legend. Uh, so what do they do? <laughs> what do they do with Hogan? They brought Hogan had so much charisma. He was so popular. They're like, we need to make a Monster Factory for him. Uh, Bundy, 
Andre, one man gang, uh, big guys. They threw small guys in there too. Yeah, Earthquake later. Uh, you know, they they threw small guys in there too, like Savage and Henning later and stuff like that. But I mean, still, yeah. it was always like Hogan beat the big monsters, Kamala. Like he slammed them and beat them. That's what he did. So Vince saw that. Oh, the the first part of his reign was going good because he was in there against people like Taker, Brett, and Sean. And like, then when he pulls really him away from those people. Sure. Yeah, when he's like, oh, I got my new Hogan. And then he pulls him away from them. He's like, let's put him against Sid. Well, that shit sucks. Oops. Then they, let's put him against Mabel. Well, that shit sucks. None like, no, right. of those guys are ring generals. Hogan was it. much better in the sense that if you put Hogan in there with Mabel, he would have drew just like he did with Kamala, just like he did with all the other guys. I mean, I'm talking about Hogan in his prime. Like, it, it just Nash didn't have it because he wasn't. He wasn't equipped for it. and He wasn't groomed for it. They just Vince saw a big guy. Simpler matches, too, in simpler times back then. Like, right. Agreed. Agreed. And, 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 and to your point, Jess, by the time Hogan, like Vince had a hold of Hogan, he had so much AWA and other items under his belt. And also, very good point. That and, Nash you know, did not have. Yeah, piss break, boss. Nashville. He had those lessons. Piss break. Like, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you got Andre under your belt, then you got some. Yeah, he took. You some, yeah, you're right. Tools. No, that's a very good point. Hogan was he did Japan under his belt. He had AWA under his belt. I get it. I get he it. He had Andre. But to def to defend you, Jess, but, but you're right. Charisma well, wise. more to my point. It's more to my point where, like, Vince just, he didn't appreciate that. No. So Vince just saw Nash. He's like, I did it. No. Yes. I can do it again he with Nash, but you can't. He didn't, he didn't have the charisma of Hogan. Know, I didn't do anything. Like, he wasn't Hogan. No, you did not. Because watch. Did you see Mabel at SummerSlam? I haven't had a chance to. Oh, my God. Like, he the match. <laughs> we have to yeah. change it. Let's go back to let's go back to Bretty Hart. Get me a tape. So. Ironically, yeah. and up to this point, this you're going to read it here. This was Nash's greatest match up to this point. This was a good match. What? November 1995, 1995, when he was defeated by Bret Hart at Survivor Series. Uh, following the loss, Diesel did attack hard, but this was, uh, as Jeff said, a pretty decent match. Um, I wonder why. And, and here, not to stall us, <laughs> I know we've been stalling for a while, but like Nash, the next night on Raw, came out and did the whole, the real Diesel's back or whatever. And it was it's a very uh, uh, promo that people don't talk about. And he... It's been spoken a lot with uh, shoot uh, interviews with Hall and Nash and even Michaels has said it on some and, and, and uh, even X-Pac was like they were pushing in the back to Vince to get a little bit more edgier. They were trying to change it. They knew something needed to change. And I'm not trying to give them because I know we can shit on the click and we can and they've done, they did a lot of bullshit political stuff they, that shouldn't have done. But Whatever. at the same time, they were telling Vince like we got to be more edgy. So I guess Vince was like, "Whatever, what, do whatever you want to do. Like, drop the title to Brett. Let's get the title back on Brett. What do you want to do? I want to be, he didn't say these words, but Nash was like, I want to be a tweener. I want to be like a guy that's not heel or face. I want to be kind of edgy. And that speech that he gave, that promo afterwards, where he's like, I'm back. The old Diesel's back. You know, the guy that used to blah, blah, blah. The, the guy that you saw for the past year kissing babies and stuff like that. No, no, that's not me. And, like, it was really cool because he kind of shit on his bad title run because he knew it. He felt it. He was like, dude, it just it didn't work. And Diesel's yeah, champion. It's, it's, it's over. It's over now. You might as well shit on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Diesel was champion for a year. And so it just didn't work out. So he's like, you know what? The old Diesel's back. And he kind of. Yeah. It was the, the some of the crowd popped in this promo, and then people started half booing and half cheering him afterwards because he was a. Either way, they're all everyone's invested. So yeah, they would first guy to ever do a middle finger on WWF television was uh, Diesel, not yeah Stone Cold. Yeah. What? Not Stone Cold? How about that? Oh, after I won the title, twenty four hours later, I'm up in Titan Tower with the marketing suits 
the merchandising suits. Hey, Diesel, we need you to smile a little bit. We need you to be a little bit more politically correct, a little bit more corporate. Well, baby, what you saw last night was the tip of the iceberg. That same guy you saw in Providence at the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. The only thing that matters to me right now is my family, my friends. That includes you, Shawn Michaels. saying something. I'm not saying I'm not going to smack hands, but it better have a black glove on it, baby, because I know you're with me. Whether you like me, love me, or hate me, hey, that's the way it's going to be. I'm back. Then you started kind of seeing that Nash was actually really good on the mic. And he was the diesel that was a little bit more quick-witted. He was heelish and everything. So I like this era of diesel. Ironically, after his world title run ended, he stumbled onto something, which leads him into his next His contract is actually in a state of flux, right? So at the time, WCW was offering large amounts of money to the WWF talent by Eric Bischoff, WCW executive vice president at the time, to jump ship. Uh, Bischoff had succeeded in convincing several high-profile stars to join with WCW over the previous two years, including five-time former champion Hulk Hogan and his on-again, off-again friend and two-time former WWF champion Randy Savage. I I think Diesel's payoffs were getting lower and lower at this point, too. Like, he was just seeing the writing on the wall. It was a a terrible period. They're struggling. Yeah. Uh, so it, they were in the process at the time of talking to Nash's friend Scott Razor Ramon Hall about a contract as his was also set to expire. So um, pretty pretty crazy stuff. Do you, do you need to take a break and we'll cut? No, I was pointing to Hall. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, Nash explained on the WWE Classics on Demand exclusive series of Legends of Wrestling that Hall had been the first to sign with the company and was offered a contract that paid him above Sting money. Wow. At the time, Sting was one of the highest paid wrestlers in the company, and although Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Randy Savage had been making more, Sting's contract was used as that measuring stick in WCW. Um, Hall had also informed Nash that he'd been given uh, most favored nation status, which meant that if someone was hired for more money, Hall's contract would increase to match that contract. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. Bishop ended up offering Nash a three-year guaranteed contract with $1.2 million in annual salary. Nash said to Vince McMahon that he did not want to leave the WWF, and if McMahon was willing to match the offer, he would stay. McMahon said no, because according to Nash, he would have to offer matching contracts to other wrestlers and with the promotion in a bad financial situation he simply could not afford it 
So Nash signed his contract with WCW shortly thereafter. I mean, God bless Vince. Like he, he never did kind of give way to all this kind of wackiness. And then even the Bret Hart lifetime lifetime contract, which he couldn't really do later on. Like he really that could be his biggest mistake is the Bret Hart lifetime contract. He should have never just kept that. to his guns and tried to be fiscally responsible and never was like I I can never be this and I don't have the bankroll for this. Yeah. I go back to the Pat McAfee interview uh, where Vince was talking about cash flow. He was very yeah. protective of it. He was not shy. He was always a business guy. He did not want his company to fail. Yeah. I'm not saying that people that fall into this trap do want their company to fail, but a lot of people are just like, fine, we'll give you the money. Well, there's fine. a lot of people out there, Jess, you know, that couldn't, couldn't Then, then what would he have done? Let's say he matched Nash. He's got to put the title back on Nash. He's got to push yeah. Nash as the top guy because he's paying him big money. Have you, so why? Have, like, but, yeah. but to your point, Jess, have you ever heard of a story about Vince not being able to pay someone or check bouncing? No, no, I never. I've never heard that. That's that. That's that's. I'm just making your point. It's because right? so, yeah, it's because of because that. He I, he managed that cash flow to the to the penny. You know, we'll talk about it later because Nash was a big part of the downfall of WCW too. It was all those contracts that were so heavy. Vince refused yeah. to be like, you know what? I don't see you as my top guy. But if I try to keep you for one point two million dollars, you're like, I can't afford that. Yeah, if I try to keep you for one point two million dollars a match, you then I gotta push you as my top guy, and I don't want you as that okay. right now. Like even if yeah, even if I wanted you as my top guy, and I and someone else came on, I then have to match you to be your. You will always be the top guy forever. Like yeah. that just doesn't yeah. work for me. You can also argue brother. too that I mean, you stop know, it. Nash was also a member of the Click, an influential backstage group. That was included Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Scott Hall, and X Pac. Um, good for him. At a most noteworthy period of his career, uh, by the way. I, I only noted that because you know, like that he's a part of the clique, and I think he's that, a part, like that he's a part of the clique. Yeah, he's a part of the clique. That whole period from like '93 to this, yeah. when he leaves, it's like that. They were we, super we political in the background that several yeah. times. The curtain call, and it's, it's they were super political in the background. They were super influential. Sure. Shawn had Vince's ear. They all did. Hall did. Nash did. They all had Vince's ear. Yep. Diesel lost to Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania 12 on March 31st. The Undertaker lived to fight another day. Sensing the power, scoops up Big Daddy Cooper. No! Sends him off no! the tombstone. No! no! It's not enough to put him away. King Diesel be put away too. After which he finally turned heel and went on a feud with Shawn Michaels once again. After he turned on him at Madison Square Garden, at a live event there, his last televised WWF appearance until 2002. Wow, um, it's interesting. You lose to Michaels and you go back on a run with Shawn. Very protective, in my opinion. But anyway, yeah. Diesel then challenged Michaels for the WWF Championship at In Your House, Good Friends, Better Enemies. On April 28th, in a losing effort. That's the longest title I've ever heard for her. Did 
dude that that match you know and and this this top the brett match like this match diesel and michaels to this day i think this was diesel's greatest match kevin nash's i'm I'm telling you you gotta see it and so good again again we want to crap on michaels at every step because we just don't like the politicking but the guy could work man he could he could take care of yeah i I don't crap on michael's best match that nash has ever been involved you crap on triple h it's kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. um but anyway uh wow yeah wow Wow. Oh, uh, that wow. shot's fired. Wow. That is wow. hurtful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Diesel then challenged Michaels for the WWF Championship. I'm sorry. That is the same thing I just read. And You're fine. Anyways. Everything's fine. No, you know. He then wrestled Michaels for the title once again at a steel cage match in your house show on May 19th, but he was again defeated. After the match, Diesel, Michaels, Razor Ramon, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley and a group of off-screen friends known collectively as the Click, they hugged one another in the ring. And wish each other farewell. Bastards. When they held their hands up high together. Can you imagine exposing the back workings of pro wrestling? Are I you thought they asked me? permission. I'm just saying. This it's real to me, ball. damn it. And it's knowing real. their contracts and when they're leaving, that will never happen. Oh, wait. That's yeah. all we fucking do now. It's like talking that's about what do. happened in the back. Yeah. Yep. All because um, one jag off in the top section yeah. like brought his early, it. And early it's all- candy can. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's, that, it's that one that one camera view. You always he jizzed see. everywhere. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, with his obligations to the WWE. But I'm very happy that it cost Triple H to be buried for many months. Yeah, and this is to what the I was going to say. Yeah, but uh, Craig, I think he got his revenge on you after that. Yeah, fine. Yeah, no, okay. no, I don't. I've never heard of him since. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, but. <laughs> Yes, do you miss me? Every death of freedom, a fatal choice. Doesn't this don't mean I don't like you, cowards? Do you doubt your name? This world is wrong to pay. 